Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. And this week, we are going to discuss The Summer Job, a hilarious book written by Lizzie Dent while sipping on cocktails from Hoxton and Grey. And given that it is finally feeling like summer, we thought it would be the perfect opportunity to give you some summer recos while we're at it. Because it doesn't matter whether you are getting away this summer or not, we all deserve a poolside read, regardless of if it's actually read at a pool. Amen. Oh my god, the sun is shining in Britain, folks. Finally. I was walking in the park yesterday um, and I heard this guy on the phone to his mate like, mate... I've, I haven't had to wear a jacket for four days now. And I was like, that is the epitome of British summer, not having to wear a jacket when you go out in the evening. I'm here for oh it. Oh my God. I'm so here for it. And we have had very timely mail, haven't we, Lauren? We have indeed. We have been sent some fabulous cocktails from Hoxton and Grey to enjoy whilst we get into the summer mood today. And mine is the Quarantini, which is a mix of gin, cloudy apple juice, elderflower cordial and fresh lime juice, which I've poured in with some soda water, a dash of lime and some ice. And I have to say it is the most refreshing drink today because it is so bloody hot I was really tempted actually to record outside today but that was just not going to work is it no I'm glad you didn't but I'm glad you're enjoying your beverageini and what I have got um the limited edition pride porn star martini because for pride month they have got a special rainbow um packaging on it and £2.50 from every order will go to Stonewall Love that. And we all love a porn star martini. We all love a porn star martini. And so so if anyone hears a few clinks during today's episode, (laughs) that will just be us sipping on some some juice. Don't mind us. (laughs) Um, Right. And we've also got a fabulous book to talk about to just carry on these summer vibes. (laughs) Lauren, hit it with the synopsis. With pleasure, my friend. So today's book is The Summer Job, which is about... Heather, who's a very well-established sommelier. Have I said that right? Yeah. Sommelier. Sommelier? I I look forward to you saying it after a few more (laughs) sips of your cocktail. Like, sommelier. And Heather has landed her dream job working in a very swanky hotel in Scotland. However, she then decides to chase love to Italy instead of starting the new role. As you do. And her best friend, Birdie, offers to step in and help her get out of the role. But before she's able to turn them down and pretending by pretending to be Heather, she finds herself in Scotland trying to line the 132 wines from the hotel's wine list and pairing them with some of their Michelin star dishes. So it's just hilarious. It really is. It's such a good plot. I read the whole thing in a day. Did you? In the yeah, in the gardens. So summer vibes again. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I started reading, I was like, "Hmm, I feel like I've enjoyed this kind of plot before." Where was yeah. that? And then I realised it's only one of the greatest films ever, School of Rock. <sighs> Heather is Ned Schneebly, and Bertie <laughs> is Dewey Finn. So if does, you're a fan of School know of this? Rock. I mean, 
I'm sure everyone has seen School of Rock. I mean, wow. This is this is a plot twist. I'm now looking at the plot a whole new way. <laughs> I was doing it during it. I was like, when he answers the phone, he goes, oh, well, this is Nudge Snoopy. I was like, that, that's what she's doing right now. <laughs> so if you like School of Rock, this is definitely one for you. And I knew I was going to love it as well because I'm a big wine fan, even mm. though I can't say the word smellier <laughs> without <laughs> laughing. Um, and I just can't believe how much knowledge... Lizzie Dent must have had to have gone through to have written this because the or um sorry the protagonist Birdie has to learn as I said 132 wines from the wine list and like learn the perfect pairings and the scents and what dishes they're meant to like be paired with and I was so stressed out for her having to learn all of these things I was like, I would just be so bad at the block. You want a New Zealand savvy bee coming your way? <laughs> Go, goes with everything. Don't you even worry about it. Do you want a um, spritz in that? Yeah. <laughs> an ice cube? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, do you know what, though? I actually was never that stressed in a way that I usually am. Like, you know, if you read a book and it's a, a fake persona or there's oh, yeah. like a big lie straight away and you're like, oh my God, this is obviously all going to come out and it's going to be really bad. And I usually get really stressed while reading those kinds of books because I'm waiting for the inevitable. But in this one, I was never really stressed. I was just having a really great time making all these new friends in Scotland mm. and learning about wines. I think I was to an extent as she got more invested in the relationships with the staff in the hotel because then I was like they're just going to be so disappointed in you birdie and disappointment is the worst it's like when you're a kid and your mum tells you I'm not angry just disappointed Disappointed. and that is the vibe that I was getting the more and more I was just getting anxiety for her at the impending disappointment but that aside it's got everything you need for a perfect summer read in my opinion there's drama there's romance there's holidays there's wine and I mean it would have been better to have read it at the beach but a sunny day in Wandsworth did the job yeah I mean it's set in Scotland it was never that hot there true but yeah this is the perfect one for this summer it's funny and there's drama and the characters are all really great um Lauren, who who is your favourite character? Do you have one? Um Oh, it's a good question. Probably Birdie. Like she was yeah. a she just she was a likable main character and I wanted her to succeed and every time she yeah. tripped up. I also really liked Roxy. Yeah. Even though she was she didn't have a huge role, I did like her. Yeah. Yeah, I was just really proud of Birdie. Like anytime she did something, I was yes, like, same. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Yes. <laughs> did a one eighty, didn't she? She really did. We've been on a journey with her. Um, so that's our first record of the episode for you guys. How's your drink Job going, done. Lauren? Um, divine. I don't know if mm-hmm. you can hear me. <laughs> Just I've been taking quite a few sips whilst we've been talking. I oh am such it's a fast from drinker. Here. Like if I've got a drink in my hand, I can't just nurse it and you know sip it over. It was going to be gone in a minute. Yeah, how's that's yours? why these Hoxton and Grey ones are so great because. In lockdown, mm. when the bars weren't open, I mean, I'm still not going to them, but yeah. you just can't get the cocktails as good when you make them yourself. And oh, this is yeah. just in a £20 bottle, pour it in a glass. Bob's your uncle. Is All I had to add to mine was ice. Quid. Yeah, it's such a bargain. And, and they're so good. And you're helping out 
people as well. I've just seen mine says profits from this cocktail being donated to NHS charities. I like that. They've clearly got um, a very ethical business yeah. model. I'm, big, I'm a big fan. It's hitting all my names. <laughs> So I've actually already mentioned what I already think makes a good summer read. But I guess what I'm looking for is something that's just really readable and doesn't require too much attention. Because for me, like now, um, usually if I'm reading a book on holiday, I want something that's really readable because I'm usually like, beside a pool drinking a pina colada somewhere so yeah yeah i like a light-hearted one you don't have to concentrate too much because yeah. you know when you're like i actually had this a bit when i was reading the summer job at one point you know when you're sat there and you just get so hot all of a sudden that you can't even think or function or sit or move like you just suddenly like oh my god this is outrageous and so you need a book that's like easy going you, you feel okay to put it down, but equally you could devour loads in one sitting. It's a delicate balance that I look for in a summer read. Totally. Um, my first reco is actually set at a pool. Ooh. I know. I've gone above and Tell beyond. Tell me more. It's The Lido by Libby Page. And it's about Kate, who is a local Brixton newspaper reporter. And she is asked to cover the story of the Lido being bought by a developer as part of their posh new apartments. And in doing so, she meets 86-year-old Rosemary, who has swum at the Lido all her life. And she saves Kate from her loneliness. And they battle together to save the Lido. Um, Adorable. Adorable. It fits the brief with some, some of the books I've spoken about before old character community coming together i just live for it (laughs) and this one in particular is like really poetic and gorgeous the first thing that hit me about it was like how descriptive it was and i love that it was a slow paced book but it made you feel relaxed and like oh i'm going for my morning swim at the lido rather than it ever being boring it was just lovely um the characters are all really gorgeous and so kind and friendly. Oh, and it's just always a treat when there are so many books that are based on like destructive characters when you just have one where everyone's an absolute gem. Um, <laughs> so the Lido, love it. Reco, really gorgeous, perfect for summer. Before I give my Reco, have you ever been a Lido swimming person? not really a swimming person Lauren I don't like to get my head under the water not because I'm precious about my hair but I hate having water in my ears yeah fair enough I just never really understood those people who can go out and swim in a lido well Lauren I wasn't going to ask you back because last time I checked you can't swim I mean so I mean I wouldn't I'm not the most confident swimmer I can own a doggy paddle for a little bit but after a while I just get very tired and start drowning yeah, we've mm. seen it, haven't we? You have. Yeah. You just stay away from Lido's, okay, Lara? <laughs> yeah, let's just leave that one there then, shall we? Um, so, my summer echo. I don't think we can really talk about summer reads without addressing the author that was absolutely everywhere last year, which is... Can you guess? No. <laughs> 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 I was like, come on, Jess, come up with something. Who was everywhere? And I just, 
Too many sips to remember last summer. Well, I was going to say Sally Rooney. Oh, she, she was everywhere. Last year, didn't she? Not literally. Yeah. But I actually read her books, both of them, the year before last. But because of the BBC series of Normal People, I think that's when a lot of people mm. um, started reading her books if they hadn't already. And I have loved both of her books, Normal People and Conversation with Friends. And I think any book where a holiday is involved classes as, sum- as a summer read. Do you yes. agree? One hundo. I read, as I said, Conversations with Friends a couple of summers back. And there's just something about Sally Rooney's writing which just really draws you into her world. And there's absolutely no way of coming out of it until you've turned the last page. Um, And this book, if you haven't read it, is about two best friends who are also ex-girlfriends, Francis and Bobby. And... They're spoken word artists and after one of their performances, they're interviewed by this journalist called Melissa and the interview goes really well and they hit it off and Melissa invites them back to her house for drinks with her husband, Nick, who, side note, is a really good looking actor. And Francis and Bobby, I guess they just become really enthralled by the glamour of Melissa and Nick's lives and they start going on like wild dinner parties together and... I don't know, getting invited onto their holidays to Provence. But obviously that's like drama starts happening and the relationships start to get really entangled. Um, And I think what I loved the most about this book was just the constant internal dialogues and inner thinkings of Frances and being privy to her thoughts as she attempts to like navigate these new social circles that she finds herself in. So yeah, I would definitely say that is a good summer reco. And on that note, I'll also say that I am beyond excited, and I know you are too, to read Sally Rooney's next book, which comes out in September, called Beautiful World, Where Are You? Yeah, that cover. Oh, so gorgeous. And that comes out in September. And also, this book is being made into a series. It is. And I think Mm. it was meant to come out this year, but I think it might have been delayed. Classic. Classic. Panny D affecting all of We're nearly there. We're nearly at September. Although I don't want to wish myself. (laughs) But the year's going so quickly. So we'll have her next book in no time. And then hopefully TV series. So we can just keep feeding that Sally Rooney need. Mm, Exactly. Mm, Okay. My next reco, I can absolutely confirm is a poolside read. Because I read it by the pool in Santorini. So this is, yeah, like absolutely confirmed. I did the research, can confirm poolside (laughs) read. So I know that a lot of people have read this book, but I need to talk about it because if you haven't, what are you doing? It's This is Going to Hurt by Adam Kay, and it's oh a book God. made up of the diary entries of a junior doctor full of the weird and wonderful patient interactions with anecdotes on the toll such a job takes on your personal life too. Um, it's his it's diary the, entries, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the perfect poolside read because it's these like short little diary entries. So if you get too hot and sweaty and can't concentrate, like I said earlier, you can put it down and then pick it up just as easily. Like you can just jump straight back in. So it's perfect. And if you read it this summer, then you'll be prepped to read his other book, Twas the Night Shift Before Christmas, later in the year, because it's more of the same, but they're all festive diary entries. 
um, both hilarious. You will laugh, you will cry. I know everyone says it, but you really will. Like the end of the first book is so emotional, but there's some hilarious and gruesome stories in there. Um, And Adam Kay is just so clever and he's hugely hilarious and... Actually, when the pandemic hit, he rallied lots of celebs and he collected their stories and experiences of the NHS and he put them into a book called Dear NHS, which raises funds for the NHS and also the Lullaby Trust. So look, you might as well read that one too. There's three for the price of one, guys. (laughs) I love that. I remember reading that book on the train to work and at some points being so mortified by the gruesome stories that I had to put it down. Yeah. Um, I was just too much. I loved it. It was so funny. I read it next to my boyfriend on the sunbed. Literally after every director, I was like, "Oh my god, I have to read you this one." (laughs) And then within the end, I was like, "Okay, fine. You just need to read the book when I'm done with it." So funny. And did he? He did. Did he enjoy it? He did. He rated it a four star, not a five star. I can't remember what his random comment about it was. Oh, I think it was like too many babies because he's an. (laughs) What's the official word? Is it obstetrician? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, that's like the type of doctor he is. So obviously there's lots of babies. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, so yes, it's uh, Reco from me and the boy and Lauren. <laughs> uh, you've got three three for the price of one and Reco from three people. We've, I've got to be on with that last one. Over to you. What's um, your next okay, one? Okay, my next one is, well... We know I love a detective novel. Oh, don't you just? I'm a sucker for a detective novel. And last summer, I came across Kate Atkinson's work for the first time and read Big Sky, which is about a private investigator, Dick, called Jackson Brody. And he moves to this remote seaside village with his teenage son. And you're presented with this seemingly very quintessential seaside town. And then it all starts kicking off and some really dark things are happening. And I don't want to give away any spoilers because that was like the best part of the book, I think, like uncovering what's going on. And each chapter is from the perspective of a different character, which I loved. And at first I thought they were just loads of different plot lines. But as you read on, it becomes really clear that there's links between each of the characters and what's happening in their lives. Um, And they all sort of web together, which is just expertly done and I think she's done Atkinson's done a superb job of giving the reader just enough details of the characters in their lives so that you're invested and following them all coherently which is a difficult job to do I'm sure Um, and as I said I'd not read any of her books before and it wasn't actually until I'd finished reading the book and her bio was at the end of the book that I realised Jackson Brody is a character which features in pretty much all of her books, really. Um, and you can follow his cases when he was working in the police and a detective. And now this one, he's a private investigator. And I think that just goes to show that you can read that you don't have to read them in order. You can read them at any point, And there are no huge spot plot spoilers. Yes. So I just what heard we've you established take here. Drink, then. <laughs> I heard that. You weren't expecting me to finish, were you? <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Um, what we've established is that you love a detective novel. And also, since last episode, you talked about how Marianne Keyes' books is like 
you you can read them all in order or you can read them out ah, of order. Yeah. So we found another niche for you. You know, like I love a quest on horseback. Yours is books <laughs> and an old person. <laughs> I meant to mention that during line day. I was like, of course it's your favourite summer echo because it's got an old person in it. Oh, they just bring so much more to a book than any other character can. Moving on. Moving on. Oh my God. (laughs) My next one. It's actually told from the perspective of an old person. Oh my God. Okay, guys. All right, go on. I'll give you some time. Keep She's it. not that old in it, though. But it is her, like, reflecting back what on her is life. It? it is City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. I know oh, you're a big Lizzie G fan. I, I'm her um, number one super fan. But this was my first Lizzie G. And I don't know if anyone else calls her Lizzie G. I think <laughs> no I one, just that coined is, that term. Yeah. And I'm I don't think it. even like Lizzie G calls herself Lizzie G. Lizzie G, you're welcome to take that one if you like. And for those who missed it, we're talking about Elizabeth Gilbert here. <laughs> Go on. Right, so, we're, we're... so, City of Girls by Lizzie G. The synopsis, um, in 1940, after being expelled from her college, Vivian is shipped off to New York City to live with her aunt at the Lily Playhouse, where she is surrounded by showgirls, cocktails and sex. And after making a personal mistake, the course of Vivian's life shifts. But perhaps that is no bad thing. Mm. And this book transports you like as soon as you start reading it you are truly arriving in new york with vivian like when you start to read and it just continues to be so captivating there is so much glitz and glamour of the 1940s and it's honest and like kind of racy in some parts she's just like absolute girl having fun about town um and she does kind of let herself get carried away um so the first part of the book is pre-war um, and Vivian, like she's not really her own person. She just feeds off all these different women that she's meeting and admires and they're just so fabulous. And then the the next part of the book is post-war and it's like as the decades pass, she fully comes into her own and that's her like telling it from the age that she is now. She, oh, you know, she so has cool. all this wisdom and so she's looking back on it. Um, and... It's so good. I think it's about 500 pages. So it's a pretty chunky one. Mm, and it's not, are. yeah, it's not particularly plot driven. Like there is a plot and there's a, there's a huge dramatic point in the plot as well. But it's, it's the characterization that would just like enthrall you and just make you not be able to put this down. And so I think maybe again, because it's not like too plot heavy, it's perfect for the beach or the pool or yeah. the garden. Because you're just, you're just like, oh, out. I'm just having a glitzy time in New York. And it's really, so great. just sat in rainy London. Just sat in rainy London, reading the Lizzie G. <laughs> well, sipping on a porn star martini. Hello, with my quarantini. Um, I heard I that you <coughs> just slept. <laughs> I purposely slept, and my sentence that has gone down the wrong hole. <laughs> okay, this is why we don't usually drink during these podcasts well i was trying to make a sound effect but clearly we should just use actual sound effects yeah maybe we should just um edit that in afterwards are you right there yeah. mate we'll treat you guys <laughs> Carry okay. on, Lauren, while I joke you sort yourself out right well as you've mentioned lizzie g i will also then mention a lizzie g book um and this one is actually her memoir and it is 
Eat, Pray, Love, which... I didn't know it was a memoir. Yeah, it's about her own life. I think I thought it was fiction this whole time. No. So... Because I haven't read it. So that could be why. (laughs) That might be why. Um, She was married um, and had this very lovely life and then woke up one day and was like, do I really want this? Not sure I want children. Not sure I want to be married. Maybe I just like need to do a bit of soul searching so she goes through this really shattering divorce and she goes on a trip around the world and it's the book is broken into three parts so eat is set in the sensational pizzerias and piazzas of italy where liz i'm just gonna keep calling her liz now um rediscovers (laughs) the simple joys of eating um which i'm sure we can all identify with particularly women like eating for the joy of eating and not calorie counting and not thinking oh this Mm. is good food this is bad food this is naughty this is a treat she just eats when she wants to eat and obviously she's in italy so yeah you cannot calorie count in italy no she just like the cheese the bread oh Oh, and i love it so much and like at one point she's like my jeans don't fit me anymore and her friends that she's made in italy are like they'd buy new jeans and i (laughs) love that i'm so i was just yeah it was really refreshing to read that chapter because it was just such a liberating um account of her relationship with food um and obviously so stylish and meeting all these like gorgeous people in italy she then goes to uh so then the next part of the book is called prey and that is set in the bustling streets of india where she finds faith and meditation and then which was a personal favorite part of mine as like someone who is a yoga teacher and loves meditation and um, loves like yoga retreats and meditation retreats and so on it was really beautiful the way she wrote it she's written it because obviously it is a memoir as well there's so much of her own emotion that comes through the page and mm. it is like oh it's just it's so real like you can't make it up and then the final chapter is love and it's set on the most beautiful beaches of Bali and that is where on her trip she learns how to heal a broken heart which is oh just like you laugh and cry with her and she decides there that she's ready to like open up her heart again and meet someone new and she does and the whole book is just this journey of self-discovery and independence and just taking sole charge of your own contentment really and not you know allowing somebody else the power to dictate your own happiness um oh it was it's such a beautiful book and i've read it like i think must be like three times now and each time it just gets better oh my god it does sound like a perfect summer book because especially this summer when who knows if people will be able to travel anywhere you can go to three places in one book i think this episode should be called three in one oh my god three in one with lizzie g (laughs) <laughs> three and one with adam k people might think we're like going into like two girls one cup vibe here which <laughs> we're not calling it three and one. <laughs> just take a sip hoxton and gray what don't have make, you done to us don't make sound effects on your choke <laughs> um this is going down beautifully though it is i haven't had a porn star martini in a very long time it's taken me straight do you know it's taken me back to tonight josephine's when i got 
absolutely plastered at your birthday drinks. I love that. That, that was, was also the night that I got so plastered. And do you remember I was wearing those silly stilettos? They were silly. They in were the so silly. And then they got <laughs> stuck in the escalator. And I walked off the escalator and my heel got left behind on the escalator. So I was then shoeless for the whole night. It's not what you want. It's not what I want. No. And I was too drunk to care. So I just woke up the next morning with black feet. Nice. And no shoes. <laughs> no shoes. Crunched in the escalator. <laughs> HarperCollins sent a very exciting and very well-timed email the other week full of their summer reads. And there are so many great ones coming out this year that we thought we'd share a few that are, we're particularly excited about. Yes, we're buzzing to be reading One Ordinary Ordinary Day at a Time by Sarah J. Harris. It comes out on the 10th of June in the UK and the book says, Behind every ordinary day, behind every ordinary story, there's an extraordinary one just waiting to happen. And it tells the story of two people's everyday lives colliding and the opportunities that arise from that. And it sounds really gorgeous and like it probably fits the brief of my ideal summer read, heartwarming. Oh, I can tell I'm going to love that already. Yeah. Another one that caught our eye was The Nine Lives of Rose... Oh, God, I've had way too many quarantine Napolitano. Napolitano. (laughs) Sommelier (laughs) Napolitano. God, we're going... We're doing really well in this episode, aren't we? (laughs) And this book is out now and has some serious sliding doors vibe, which (laughs) we've addressed in the past on this episode. And... It follows the butterfly effect of one life-defining choice nine times over, winding through the paths and decisions that shape a life, and it cuts to the heart of what it means to be a woman. And every expectation, every choice, every path and every outcome is explored. It sounds so good. The cover's really gorgeous as well. I'm having a slight crisis with the um, the spine because it's blue black and pink like where does that go in the rainbow it's in pink for now i'm not sure how it sits Mm. with me um but it sounds really amazing kind of reminds me of midnight library as well from matt haig like how Mm. one decision can alter you know where you end up in your life so yeah maybe it'll be a little a little similar to that as well yeah and maybe i should actually watch sliding doors maybe you should you know what i'm exhausted of hearing you say you need to watch it i just you just need to watch it now when we talk about this book when it comes to having read it and we talk about it i want you to be able to say lauren i've read sliding doors and this is what i think oh god you've set me homework that's your homework all right good homework though (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm coming for you. We are doing sliding doors. Um, right, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but we're only bloody receiving copies of Bella Mackey's novel. Buzzing. Buzzing. It's called How to Kill Your... <laughs> what the <laughs> Put your drink down. Oh, my God. Anyway. It's called How to Kill Your Family, and it comes out on the 22nd of July... And didn't I just say last episode that a new fave genre of mine is fun crime? You really did. This book has been described, wait for it, as a scorchingly black satire of family dysfunction and the media's obsession with murder as the engaging anti-hero Grace reveals the full extent of her gleeful homicidal (laughs) spree. I'm so excited. That sounds bloody brilliant. Yeah, and Bella Mackey's an absolute gem. 
can't wait. Wow. So, so keep your eyes out on our Instagram account for reviews of those books this summer. Yeah, and let us know if you buy any of them. We'd love to hear your thoughts mm. too. buzzing about the June Books That Matter box which celebrates pride and queer narratives. It's full of gorgeous goodies and a copy of How Much of These Hills is Gold is We are also giving you a chance to win one for yourself. There are two ways to enter. If, like me, you get your podcasts on Apple, then subscribe, leave a rating and review, and make sure you use your Instagram handle as your nickname. And if, like me, you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, then follow the podcast on that platform, share a screenshot on your Instagram stories and tag at BookRecco so we can count your entry that way. Entries for the June box are open until the 28th of June and the winner will be announced on our Instagram on June 30th. Remember, if you're listening to this at a later date, then you won't be entered into this month's box. But good news, it's a monthly competition, so we'll enter you into the current month's box. Thank you so much for listening and thank you, Hoxton and Gray, for our cocktails. See you next week.